You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan, the radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, as well as the pre- and post-game host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Uh, Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent there, Robert. Thank you very much. Big week with uh, the Rams uh, on the horizon and really looking forward to talking with you about it. Yeah, it was funny. Yesterday, the big the big discussion coming out of uh, the star yesterday was the, the rejection, it seemed like, from the Cowboys. The genuine offense, it seemed like, from the Cowboys at being labeled underdogs in this game. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy seemed a little caught off guard by it when he found out they were underdogs. It was five and a half points and said, you know, I can assure you we're nobody's underdog if you need a quote. And uh, Michael Parsons came back, said it's us against the world. And he goes, that just means coach knows how to read the room because we feel the same way. They're playing uh, the hate it or love it by the game and 50 cent at practice, which says hate it or love it. The underdogs on top. And so they're they are they are leaning into this. Uh I personally see why the Rams are the favorite. I mean, they're at home. They're still a very talented football team. The Cowboys are missing their starting quarterback. Uh, but, Brian, do you do you agree with the Cowboys' sentiment that, hey, we shouldn't be underdogs in this game? No, they've got a lot of talented players, and they got probably the best defensive player in the league uh, playing for them. They've got the one of the top defensive staffs, I think, in the league. And, you know, uh, an offense that is managed to keep things afloat uh, while their starting quarterback is is not available, and uh, a credit to them all for what they've done. Um, I am a big believer, and this is what I learned in the NFL, and I might be totally wrong about this, but this is 13 years of, of being a scout and front office guy, and then now uh, you know, being in the media as long as I have. There's a real um, truth to the desperate team theory, and I think that you look at the Rams, they're a very desperate team right now. Vegas generally is not wrong about how they set their lines. Uh, Vegas has really good insight to trends, uh, much like coaches and front office guys uh, use analytics. Uh, Vegas is the same way. Now, sometimes you can't measure – well, I know that you can't measure uh, the player's heart and the desire, but 
the Rams, I think, are backed up into a corner right now. And the Cowboys have really, really survived this with Cooper Rush playing quarterback. And they've played great defense, something we've talked about, you know, all uh, training camp, you know, into the season. It was going to have to be, even with Dak Prescott playing, it was going to be Cowboys defense was going to carry them in a lot of these football games. And it just has carried them, though, these last several weeks. Um, so to, you know, again, as I go on and on here, I do believe in the desperate team theory. I think the Rams are more desperate. Uh, I think the Cowboys look at this, that they're going to a place where I will say this though, their home crowd will be there with them. This is going to be one of those games where it's going to feel like AT&T stadium because of the Southern California fan base and the fans that come from Arizona and the fans that come from Northern California, it's going to be yeah. a very, very pro cowboy fan base. And that'll help. We asked, uh, we asked Tank Lawrence about that yesterday on our show on 105.3. And, oh, he, he, he recognizes it. He knows. They felt it when the Cowboys played the Chargers last year. Yes. You know, that's, that was very clear that, that you know, that, that that's going to be something helping them. But I just go back to teams that are, you know, the, the, the Rams have not gotten off to the start that they thought they were going to have, especially from a team that won the Super Bowl last year. You know, we've talked this week about, like, the Rams are probably going to want to try and run the ball on Dallas, even though they haven't done it very effectively. They they likely see that Dallas struggles, particularly on the edges. They, they struggle when the ball gets bounced outside. Um, where do you think Dallas on offense can look at this and say, hey, we've got an opportunity to take advantage of, of some things? Is it is it, I don't know, is it passing over the middle of the field? Is that where they might find some vulnerability? Yeah, I think, Bobby, when if – uh, you know, my job as a scout in the pro side of things was I would do advanced scout work and advanced scouts travel to games ahead of, for example, um, you know, I would have been at the game in San Francisco last week to get ready for this game this week for the coaches. And, you know, there's various things you talk about, you know, where uh, you uh, feel like you could attack, how quickly they're in and out of the huddle who makes sideline calls, all these things that advanced scouts do and, and kind of give the coaches an idea of how the Rams are going to uh, manage this football game. If I'm the Rams, if I'm on the Rams side and I'm telling Sean McVay as an advanced scout, I'm saying, coach, I know we don't run the ball well, but I feel like we have to try and run the ball. And I'll tell you why we have to run the ball. They struggle with uh, their, their defensive ends at times. I know you came on our show, uh, the G-Bag Nation, yesterday, Bobby, you were talking about right-side runs were better than left-side runs. Uh, if you look at down and distance, if you look at how they're able to execute those, you know, I'm, I'm taking those numbers and I'm going to my coaches. I'm saying, listen, we have capability. We have the backs. We have the ability to do this. We have to try. Now, you, you do that, and if it doesn't work, then you go to plan B, which – will become the screen game. You know, if you watch the Commanders uh, last week against the Cowboys, they had some success, bunch formations, throw the screen, six, seven yards getting up, up the field. Uh, you know, the Cowboys struggled with that. So there's a couple of different options if you're the Rams to attack the Cowboys defense to try and keep this pass rush off them. You know, that's the big thing for them this week. I don't particularly think that Matthew Stafford is healthy. I, I don't. I don't see a healthy-looking quarterback. He still throws from all different arm angles and stuff like that. 
but where's the ball going down the field? Maybe that's another thing that they got to try this week against the Cowboys secondary. But the Cowboys have proven when the ball goes down the field, uh, Donovan Wilson can make a play. Uh, Diggs can make a play. So maybe you're taking some of those options away from, okay, flipping this over on the Cowboys side of things. How does that going to work? I personally feel like you take the ball at the Rams if you're going to run it. And I, I say it in this way because they're really interested in getting up the field. They're interested in attacking you, attacking gaps. When you run the ball sometimes, you know, at uh, at their defensive tackles, you know, they're so quick up the field and they turn their bodies in the hole to get. And now if you get bodies turned, then you could just wall off. And then, you know, Aaron Donald is so quick up the field. He's great when you run the ball away from him because what he does is he beats the block and then goes down the line of scrimmage, chase the ball, tackle for loss. I've seen teams take the ball at them and then have a little bit of success doing that. So I wouldn't be afraid to, you know, last week the plan was it was different because you ran the ball inside against two really good defensive tackles. That's hard to do. This group is a little bit more up the field. So I'm taking it that way, Adam. They've got, you know, they've got a, a you know, a linebackers that, that make tackles. But I think like you could have a little success running the ball that way. And, the, and when it comes to passing, let's see, you know, teams have had some success throwing the ball at Ramsey a little bit just yeah. because how aggressive he is. You know, so they, the Cowboys are really good with their max protect stuff. The Rams have struggled uh, getting pressure. Even with Aaron Donald, they've struggled getting pressure. They, you know, uh, they've 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 brought uh, Raheem Morris. They've brought blitzes. Uh, you know, they haven't had great success. You know, getting to the quarterback. But you do. You have a, a a rare player at that defensive tackle spot that you have to account for. But the Cowboys have done a great job with the max protection and then taking shots down the field. I can still see them doing stuff like that uh, in this football game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like the Rams will want. I feel like if the Rams want to have some success slowing down the passing game. You take away the middle of the field, or try to take away the middle of the field, because I, I don't know about you, Brian, but I, like I keep going back to while Cooper Rush has done a good job, Cooper Rush trying to throw like outside the hashes is not always consistent. It's not always accurate. It's uh, I think he's. I think actually Rush right now is bottom five in the league in completion percentage on these short and intermediate routes to the outside, um, both the left and the right. And so he's not somebody who's particularly accurate throwing towards the sideline. So to me, it's take away the middle. Don't let him get that. In fact, you you look at the Cowboys, when they take shots down the deep middle this year, Brian, they're five for five. Yeah. They are perfect. They are the number one team in the league in that. Um, and so to me, I think it's just Cooper Rush is comfortable like throwing it within the hashes there. I think if he has to test things to the outside, it gets a little tough for him. And I don't know if that's an arm strength thing at times where he's just not able to get the ball over there quick enough. Sometimes it's he's skipping it. It's like a depth perception thing almost, it feels like. Skips it sometimes, sails it sometimes, just doesn't have the right touch on it. 
But to me, if I'm the Rams, I'm just trying to take away the middle of the field on Cooper Rush. Yeah, that's and and, and you're. I think you're absolutely right, Bob. You've seen enough of training camp practices and you know these games and stuff. You know Kendrick, the the rookie corner, I think he struggled a little bit when you watch him, and he's having to play because the Rams have been a little banged up in the secondary. He's the cornerback number six, and and to me, when you look at him, watch him play. There's some inside routes and stuff. If you're looking for the slants or the in-breaking routes, he struggled with that. And yeah. so now, how do you get uh, Michael Gallup going? How do you get, uh, you know, how do you get Ceedee Lamb going? Noah Brown, a big-body guy. There are inside-breaking routes that you could throw here on the Rams and 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 make things happen. But you have to be alert of where Jalen Ramsey is on this field too. Because like Aaron Donald, he is going to move around. He plays right corner, left corner, occasionally be in the slot. I don't know if necessarily they're going to travel him with uh, like a CD lamb uh, in this football game. But you got to be aware, aware of where he is. But still, if there's things you could throw on him, just take advantage. You can take advantage of the aggressiveness of this uh, Ram uh, secondary. Uh, but if you're going to pick on one guy in particular – Kendrick, the rookie, to me, just doesn't have a really good feel right now how he needs to play. So if you see him on the field, don't be surprised if the Cowboys go his direction. Let's take a quick look at the practice report, some of the developments there. Uh, Brian, uh, last we talked, uh, Jake Ferguson was a DNP with the knee. I know you said the MRI was clean and that, yeah, that, it was. Yeah. that he'd be ready to go. Uh, he was elevated to limited on Thursday, so it looks like he's trending in the right direction. Uh, another guy from DNP to limited was Jordan Lewis, which I know you also heard some positive news there yesterday, yeah. right? I did. Absolutely, Bob. On both those, you, you mentioned the MRI was clean on Ferguson, so he's ramping the right way. Um, yes, and then and then Lewis, I was a little bit concerned about, okay, how do you play the secondary knowing that Cooper Cup plays as much as he does in the slot? And so were you having to think about maybe kicking Brown inside and then, you know, and letting Bland or somebody, Joseph, play on the outside uh, if you didn't. Now, I, I I believe this, Bobby, about Cooper Cup. And I know you asked me about Lewis. Yeah. Cooper, Cup, Cooper Cup's going to get his. Just be ready. The ball's going to go his direction 19 times or so. And he's probably going to have 14 catches. You just the run after catch. You know, it's got to be catch, tackle, catch, tackle, catch, tackle. Yeah, it's just like playing a running back. If they hand the ball the running back, it's handoff, run, tackle. Handoff, run, tackle. Handoff, run, tackle. That's that's how you have to play Cooper Cup. You know, you know him, Big uh, Higby, those guys. You know, catch, tackle. That's what you do with these guys. So now that Jordan Lewis is, you know, to me, I was told it was it was really kind of a minor situation. What happened in pregame? It was one, not one of those full blown injuries where it's like going to take two, three, four weeks to heal. But it's something that that they they were really cautious about and took care of uh, right there on the spot. The other uh, development on Thursday at practice, C.D. Lamb was a DNP, and I know the initial word coming from the Cowboys, from C.D. Lamb himself out there at the locker was, ah, GPS numbers were just really high, and, and that's true. But again, it's one of those like kind of half-truths where they, they, they don't want to tell you everything, and uh, it, it is a groin injury uh, for, for C.D. Lamb. Um, it, I, I think injury is a little excessive from people I talk to. It's not necessarily an, an injury. It's it's there's just a little a, a tweak there. There there there's you know something a little off with it. Um, he was getting stretched out by Kendall Smith, the assistant strength and conditioning coach, while we were out there. Uh, he was working with Britt Brown on the resistance cords. 
And uh, ultimately, I think his GPS numbers were high. So combining those, I think it was an abundance of caution, like, hey, let's let's bring things back a little bit. But I think it is always noteworthy that the padded practice when anybody's a DNP on it. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And and, and we all have our uh, our moments of doubt when we're really hearing about injuries with the Cowboys because you have a general manager owner that likes to tell you one thing. The head coach doesn't want to say anything at all. The yeah. players are telling you something different. You know, I mean, we've learned this through the Dak Prescott era so far of injury uh, disclosure that they really don't, you know, they're always optimistic, but it's not always the case. Uh, with CD, I think it is a little bit more about the amount of running and stuff that he's had to do. Receivers do an incredible amount of running in these practices. They do a credible amount of running in games. Anything that you could do to kind of keep him a little bit fresher uh, going forward, uh, I think is going to be the best uh, medicine for him. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.